Welcome back to another episode of Part of the Grand Design on a beautiful Friday morning. How are you today, Aiden? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, James? I'm great. I'm great. I've had the best week. That's good to hear. It is. It's been a week filled with with positive things. And this so. is a good way to top off. This is what I'm saying. What a way to end the week, to yeah. come in here with you and Joe and just have an awesome conversation. Speaking yep. of Joe. Yep. Hey, Hi, that's Joe. me. I'm Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bernhardt is joining us as our guest today on Part of the Grand Design for the first time ever. Joe, thanks for coming all the way out to Burlington. How you doing, man? Yep, I'm doing good. Awesome. This is an exciting day for me because, you know, I've started at Youth for Christ. It's almost been three years. Maybe it has already been three years now. Maybe. <laughs> and of all the people that I've met, and it's been nothing but awesome people. I mean, it's just a great organization with I mean, those people are like family to me. But one of my all-time favorite people has been Joe Bernhardt. And you've been there. How long have you? Because you were there way before me. A little longer. I mean, I was, I got brought on staff in 2017. Yeah. Oh, so. so not that much before me then. No. Why did I think you were there so much longer? Well, I'm not that old. so <laughs> <laughs> It couldn't have been that you started there when you were 12. Uh, well, we'll get there. We'll, get there. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I appreciate you taking the time to come out with us today. And as always, well, we appreciate you that's at home listening. You know, this, we want this show to be an opportunity for you to come on and hear about not just our ministry, but just stories from fellow Christians and people that have been working in ministry and have been in the trenches and just to hear from them and, and from students like yourself, Aiden. And so we're going to keep having people on. Uh, next time we're going to have on uh, some students. And this time we've got Joe, who's got time as a student with Youth for Christ, yep. I believe, right? Yep. And now as a as a yep. staff member. So I'm excited to hear. So Joe, if, if you don't mind, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your story, how you ended up with YFC and in general. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so I was been a believer for a long time. I got saved as a kid back in like children's church, you know, been, I, me and my parents, I started going to church when I was in like fourth grade. Then we went to a different church, which was my, my home church, long time church until um, right before I got married mm -hmm. and moved. Yeah. So at um, that church, Community Church of the Nazarene in Racine, there were a ton of people on staff at YFC when I was a kid. At that time, the executive director was John Nelson, who right. who was practically a pastor at the church. <laughs> um, he was about as close to a pastor as you can be without you know getting paid or anything like that. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I had always had that connection. And then really, when I hit middle school, I was invited, 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 and it actually wasn't until my eighth grade year, so that's 10, 2011 year. Oh, I feel so old now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no, I was five then. Wow. <laughs> but so that was when I first came to campus life. That was so eight, eighth grade. Yep, eighth grade. So were you going to a public school, your middle school? Where yep. were you at? Mitchell. You were at Mitchell in the yep. scene. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell me just a little bit about you, because you said you came to faith when you were at Children's Church yep. as a very young person. Yep. How old were you? Were you, were you talking about like five, six uh, years old? Well, it was more like fourth or fifth grade. Like okay. So, so just before middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was it like being a Christian as a sixth, seventh, and eighth grader in a public school? Well, it was, I don't know. Really, because at that point, I was mm -hmm. still newer 
to the church and I was almost, I kind of felt like an outsider mm. in the church. Cause it was like at my church, none of my friends at church actually went to my school. Right. And so I guess it was just more, I was living the church life on the weekends and then just going to school. Gotcha. And so you'd say there was some like duality to your existence, yeah, right? You definitely. one way at school, one way at church. Definitely. Have you found that to be a, uh, a common thread? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hear that yeah. a lot. And you were, I mean, were you already Christian when you were in middle school? Um, yeah, but I wasn't, I, I mean, I think I was titled Christian, but deep down I don't think I was because I was, yeah. I, I mean, I was following Jesus, but I didn't really understand how important it was. And that was around like 13 when I actually realized like how important Jesus is so right. yeah like everyone knew me as a Christian like they were like afraid to swear around me because I thought I would like <laughs> punch them in the face or something but just like any other Christian would right but you just yeah. see Christians punching people in the face left right. and right yep. right because that's just what happens you said heck Ugh. Ugh, <laughs> sinner <laughs> so eighth grade campus life comes to your school mm-hmm. what was that like when you first started going well, so Campus Life had been there. Oh. I just didn't go. Okay. Because I thought I was too cool for it. Got it. Okay. Um, Thanks for clarifying. Well, also, I just <laughs> didn't know where it was at. Because you are intensely cool, and so I could see why well, you would think that. I, I thought I was cool. I'm way cooler I've now. seen videos of you from back then. <laughs> oh, I think yeah. a specific video. That was video. that year. That was that year. See? So, um. I forgot what the question was. No, the question was, so just your first experience at campus life as an eighth grader. Oh, I mean, the games, I mean, I went, we, um, the leader was Josh McCoy, so one of my... Big shout out to Josh. Josh McCoy, he was one of my mentors growing up and still is, but it was cool because that was like the, one of the first schools he really had like the reins over Mm. back then, Mm -hmm. so it was cool to see him in that position, but then two... Um, we were so close that it it felt more, even though it had been my first time there, it right. literally felt like I, I belonged there. Got it. So, so this Mr. McCoy, is he is he the one, um, or I guess for you, what was the motivation for you to become part of Youth for Christ? Uh, I, I would say it was, it was him um, just because he had been a, a, like a youth leader at my church yeah. the whole time, and I've, I've known him for so long. But it was literally him, like, pestering me, like, every week to come. And then it was just finally. <laughs> I know what that's like. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> finally I, I showed up. And, you know, my parents were were glad to hear me call them up and, like, ask for permission to go. And That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. So when was it, do you think, that it was that the, the switch flipped for you? Because you had said that, you know, you were one way at church, middle school, at school, you were kind of a different way. At, at some point, I'm assuming that shifted and your 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 two lives came together. What was it that flipped that switch for you? A lot of people say, like, it was a switch. For me, it was more like a gradual, like, okay. I had big growing moments. Mm. And then, like, my freshman year of high school, I had big growing moments. Okay. But then it was like my, it wasn't until, like, my sophomore or junior year of high school where I was literally like, okay. Yes, Jesus is my man. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. do whatever for him. Okay, Jesus the homie. So, what? Expound on that. What? What do you mean by growing moments? So, um, my freshman year of high school, I went to uh, Racine Park High School, mm-hmm. and then after freshman year, I transferred to Case. But oh. so I went to Campus Life my whole freshman year, 
And I walked in the first week and there were two people, me and some girl. I don't even know who it was. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, this is a big step down from middle school because we had a huge group in middle school mm-hmm. to where it was literally by the end of the year, I had my whole like lunch table come and I had invited like 20, 25 people to, to awesome. campus life. Yeah. Awesome. Cause that was during our lunch period. So we would go during our lunch period next door over to the community. Center. Oh, that's right. They had it off campus. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Yeah. That's awesome. Now, for you, Aiden, you you also said that in middle school you kind of knew who Jesus was, or you were labeled as a Christian. But it wasn't until did you say it was eighth grade, or when was that? That that was actually when I was. Um, I would say honestly, it was probably like last year, like twenty twenty, going into twenty twenty one with quarantine, just really finding myself. And so it was God. kind of also your sophomore right year exactly so was it a switch that flipped for you and what was it or was it like joe said more of a of a gradual i think it was more of a gradual just because well i was going through a lot of doubt that god even existed Mm. and i went through just a really dark time my sophomore year and i mean i was talking to you a lot we were talking about god's existence and like Mm -hmm. for me it just became like so obvious like i was like going from how can god exist to how can god not exist and then that just like broke me, and that's oh. when I really found the Lord. That's awesome, man. And I, the only reason I'm harping on this point with you, with the two of you is because for me personally, it's something I'm very interested in f- trying to figure out what is that thing for students. Because we're all trying, at least for us that work in ministry, to help shepherd these kids along and help them get the light bulb to go on. Because I think there's lots of students that might be like, yeah, Jesus is a cool dude, right? And we'll come to church, and they'll pray and say the right things but we all know there's that moment where it becomes real for us right right? Mm -hmm. and when and that happens at all different points some people they they grew up in church and it doesn't happen until they're 30 (laughs) right sometimes it happens in you know 10th and 11th grade and sometimes i think it's a switch that flips sometimes like you guys say it's a gradual thing i'm just always curious finding out what was it and i don't know if there's ever a way we can hone in on (laughs) you know because it's the mysterious mystery of the spirit working in people's hearts, right? right? So that's interesting to me. So then once you got into high school, you said it started off with two people, but it sounds like it turned into a bigger thing after yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So by the time you left, what was campus life like? I mean, it was, you know, my all my friends literally go in, yeah. and then I don't know how many people were coming at the time. I just remember, like, because we campus life was held in a pretty small room, but I, I just remember all my friends being there. And yeah. it was like campus life became, it was just like lunch, but because all my friends were there, yeah. but it was just a different location and we talked about Jesus. So, <laughs> so what it sounds like is you're the man that built campus life at Case. I mean, when you showed up, at there park. was two people. Park, park yeah. that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> At Park, when you showed up, there was two people by the time you left. Right. So, great job, man. Yeah, and I know I know that um, even though I transferred out that next year, mm-hmm. there are people still going that I invited. They st- still went awesome. the whole time. That's cool, man. That's why it's so important like for students to get that invitation piece of it, right? Because there's only so much we can do. Right. Post posters, ask it. Right. But, you know, 
when a fellow, when a peer, when a fellow student says, hey, come check this thing out, it carries so much more weight. Right. It's a lot less creepy, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) no, no, no. But it can feel like that a little bit because, you know, Becky Stevenson is uh, one of our fellow staff members over at YFC, and she's been doing this for a long time, too. And when I started with YFC, I was a volunteer at Starbucks in Racine, and she would have me come in and join her for lunch visits. Right. Where she would just, and she still does this to this day. She's very brave. Yeah. Goes around to all, every table at lunch at this middle school, every single time she goes in there to talk to them about Jesus and talk to them about coming to campus life. And the way these kids respond to her is not very nice a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was, t- I mean, I'm a grown man and I was terrified of, when I started of these little, you know, sixth and seventh graders being mean to me. Right. <laughs> oh, poor James. Yeah. I know. Well, it's, you know, you get over it pretty quick once yeah. you're, <laughs> once you're in the trenches, but <laughs> right. it's, uh, it's, it can seem very awkward. And I know you used the word creepy as a joke, but yeah. you know, walking around these strangers essentially to these kids going, Hey, I want to come to my meeting after school. But if your friend is like, come have pizza with me at you know Miss Peterson's class, then you're like, right. yeah, let's do it. That's awesome, man. So, how did you make the jump from being a you know a student in campus life to being on staff? So it was actually kind of crazy. So that freshman year, mm-hmm. I then I was al- I was also a student leader. Mm-hmm. So we do it a little different now, but than back then. Normally, you you wait a couple years after middle school but literally right when I got into high school I was a student leader so I was actually back helping Josh run the middle school group wow and then I literally did that at multiple schools through graduation and then I did it my freshman year of college doing um helping lead middle school groups whether it was a, being a just starting off you know setting up for games running games leading a small group, leading a whole lesson as well. Yeah. So in your time now in ministry, working directly with students, has there been a time or a story or a student that's really stuck out to you? And yeah. And so unfortunately, like my student is super busy. So he, (laughs) he, I think he could potentially become a pro soccer player. Like he's, wow. wow. He's that good. So he's always busy and he can't come to, all of our campus life functions, but he's at our, he's at my church. Okay. Um, and he, it's just crazy to me. Cause I literally just met this kid like a year and a half ago, well, two years ago or mm-hmm. something like that. And he will call me whenever he just will call me. And it's like, Hey, can you pray for me? That's awesome. He literally like this Sunday, he texted me while he was in the bathroom. He's like, hey, I'm in the bathroom. When I get out, can you pray for me? I'm really struggling wow. with some stuff. And, like, you know, it's just the craziest and the greatest feeling, you know, just to know that, you know, there's someone someone there that, like, looks up to you, but also they know, like, this person can pray for me. This person yeah, will be there for me no matter what. Like, I have him on my phone set as a favorite so when i when i go to sleep i turn off all notifications but for him specifically if he calls me my phone will ring that's awesome and i told him that and so why do you think what is it that that you think is the reason he feels like he can do that with you i think it's just um 
because it's he just feels safe yeah. with me, and it's I'm not like gonna be biased or anything like that. Like I'm not gonna take his parents' side or yeah. things, or I'm not gonna take his side, or it's just I'm gonna be telling him and through prayer I'm gonna be trying to tell him what the Lord wants me to tell him. Well, yeah, man, I think it comes down to relationship. I mean, your ministry, it sounds like, is relational, right? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about you call them at any time. You, you've got them, you know, set as a favorite on your phone. It sounds more like you're just doing life with them as a friend as yeah. opposed to, like, you know, a, a student-teacher kind of a situation. Yeah. And I think relational ministry is the most effective kind. Has that have been your experience? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It just it has more of a impact than just sitting kids down and then telling them what the Bible says. You know, right. you gotta True. know them and you got to know what their home life is like. You gotta know what their school life is like, what their interests are, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's less you know, giving them information but more showing how we live our lives is Mm-hmm. beneficial and yeah Aiden has that been your experience I mean I'm, I know you've had lots of different teachers mentors youth leaders pastors some in a spiritual setting some not right in right. your life the ones that you've been able to connect with the most what's the difference between them and some of the others in your life well I mean th- there's been some leaders that just they're they're kind of just there and yep. they like they'll say like hi Aiden when I when I show up wherever it is I'm going but there's some like you James that you you make it like um a commitment to for for like a friendship for us like we yep. go to lunch every now and then and we just we talk like we talk like we're friends yeah because we are and those those are the leaders that I really admire and respect because they they make an effort to actual actually build relationships. I appreciate that, man. And, and, and I, I will say this and not to, I got almost, don't want to tell the story cause it sounds like I'm bragging on myself, but this is for me, it was a light bulb moment in ministry and I'd been doing youth ministry for a couple of years. This is back when you, before you were in eighth grade, I'm talking about like 2008 okay, oh <laughs> is when I started doing youth ministry and I struggled the first couple of years because I wasn't connecting with the kids at all. And I was treating it more like, um, you know, my only experience leading up to that point, because I was a relatively young Christian. I didn't come to faith until I was 26. Mm. And now this is two years later. I mean, I'm a baby Christian. I'm 28 years old. My only experience with mentorship as a young man was football coaches. Right. Right? And so I was almost trying to do youth ministry like I was a football coach. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine how well it was going for me, Joe. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't until... For me, that light bulb switched of just being more relational with students, right? And just being like, not necessarily like teacher-student, but I'm going to do life with them. Mm. Here, I'm gonna, I've got this thing, this project I'm going to go do. I could go do this by myself or I could bring somebody with me, right? I can involve somebody in my life. And the moment that I realized it was working, and uh, again, I don't say this to be like, look how great I am, but just like for the benefit of people that might be listening that are working with students, that this was helpful for me, is... I remember putting out a post, like a picture we had taken as a group from some youth thing, right? And I put it on my personal Facebook page and I said, you know, and I think the caption was, 
me and my friends at the corn maze or some, something like that. Right. And yeah. I remember a student commenting going, I love that you said me and my friends. Yeah. Right. Not like me and my students right. or me, you know what I mean? And so when I saw like how much that relational mm. piece mattered to them, it changed everything for me as a, as someone working with students. It's amazing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean like look at Jesus, like, mm -hmm. And the relationship with his disciples, he called them friends. And even, mm -hmm. even when Judas betrayed him, he still called them friends. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it's incredible. And Jesus is our friend. And man, it's, it's just incredible. It absolutely is true, I think, in ministry in that a lot of times people, students' ears are closed to you until they know if you care, like you said, about their life. Right about what's going on at home, about, you know, yeah. their story, all of that stuff. And that's why I wanted to have this be a story-based thing because it's people have an opportunity to do that. Can I ask you a question, Aiden? Absolutely. Because we just talked a few minutes ago about how important it is that students get that, you know, that invitation piece, right? That personal invitation. If they're going to grow the, the groups that they're part of, whether it's campus life or youth group or anything, Right. What is it you think that makes students so nervous to make that invitation or to talk about their faith or to invite people to church or any of those things? Because it's really hard to get students to buy into that. It is. And I think because a lot of people within the public school do not believe, like for me in the past, I've been scared of rejection and I've, I've like, I've almost lost friends over inviting them to church and that's rough but i think it's like galatians 1 8 it says if i were here to please man i wouldn't be a servant of christ mm. and um i'm just holding that true in this time and just trying to represent christ as well as i can and i know that if i face persecution and people you know call campus life the losers club like they have like <laughs> i know i'm doing something right because i'm stirring up or jesus is doing jesus is just stirring up something in my friend's hearts and I'll continue to tell them about Jesus and represent him. That's awesome, man. And and I love that whole attitude. And I don't know if yeah, I don't know if I I told you this, Joe, but when when Aiden has been inviting students to come to campus life, they refer to it as the losers club. Right. Yeah. Which is not something I've ever seen or dealt with at any of my other schools I've ever been a part of. But there's definitely, it seems like a stigma at BHS for some reason yeah. around this group. So it's been really hard for us lately but you know god's working in their hearts like he said right? right and there's and this is this is true in life in general in in following that call that that commission that jesus gave to his followers to go and do likewise right go and spread the gospel go and do those things uh is that we just have to be faithful to that right mm -hmm. and that sometimes we feel an intense amount of pressure uh that we're going to fail at that when really it's not about like go and be successful. It's like, no, go and go and do it. Right. Right. And then ultimately the spirit of God is the one that's going to change hearts. Right. That's the one that's going right. to, you know, bring people to the truth and, to, and soften their hearts to the message. And like you said, you were pestered for two years. Right. <laughs> right. And during that time, Joe, God was softening your heart, you know, towards doing that. Because imagine, what would your life be like if you had never gone to campus life? I mean, I probably would not be working at <laughs> Youth for Christ. Yeah. Um, I'd probably be heavily in debt from school and working <laughs> in like a 
machine shop or something mundane wow. like that, you know? Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but the biggest tragedy is we wouldn't be friends. Oh, yeah. Imagine all the people that, oh, that you wouldn't have met. Tragic. Right? Oh. Tragic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a hard time just thinking about that. <laughs> well, it's just crazy how, how, you know, you look back and it's so clear how God has orchestrated and directed things, right? Like hindsight is an amazing thing. Yeah. That everybody can look backwards and see what the right decision is. And sometimes people are like, you know, always forward. Just keep looking forward. Don't, you know, don't focus on the past or thing. But like, and I agree with that to the most part. You want to be forward looking. But man, it's awesome to sometimes look at the past, not to second guess yourself and to dwell on mistakes. But that's when you can see how God is working every once in a while. If you peek back over your shoulder, right? And you go, oh man, look what God was doing that whole time. Right. Because you didn't think that when you became a Christian, you didn't think that, I take it you didn't think that you would be a leader for Youth for Christ and being here recording a podcast with other people. like, no. And that's that's me right now. I don't know what God has planned for me in the future, but I will eventually be able to look back, and I'm like, I'm glad I trusted God. Yeah, well, because we can't see what God's doing going forward. Right. And sometimes we look forward and we're like, is he doing anything? Right, right. <laughs> right? But we get the most clear sight of that if we look back, right? Right. Like God's hand is... Super obvious. I'm sure, I mean, if you just, you know, as we have a couple minutes here to close out, if you look backwards at your life, how is God's hand clear to you when you look back? Oh, I mean, it's definitely, it's like, I wouldn't be here doing what I was, what I am doing if it wasn't for leaders like me and you, James, or like Josh, who impacted my life so much to the point where, where I felt the Lord's calling to want to do this for the rest of my life, you know? Um, yeah. It's really just the way that we impact students' lives. We may not see it right away, but in the future, it can be, the results can be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a pastor friend of mine that would talk about this all the time. He says, you know, you, you have no idea your ministry as a, as a drop of a rock in water of what the ripple effect yeah. of that is going to be. And someone else's effect was on you. And so we won't know until we're in heaven one day, just what was impacted and changed by the things that have happened in our life. And sometimes we think, well, uh, I'm not really doing anything. I'm not making a difference. No one's listening to me, right? We go through periods of discouragement in ministry right. and I'm excited I'm excited to look back and see at the end and and all glory to God in that moment and say, wow, look what God did. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Right? It's going to be awesome. Well, Aiden, will you do me a favor here? And as we close, will you uh, lead us in a, in a prayer for Joe and for his ministry? And anybody that would like more information or just to see what's going on down here in southeastern Wisconsin and uh, check us out with the ministry, you always can go to the website. It's youthforchristwi.com. Aiden, would you... Pray for Joe, and let's let's uh, let's close to. us in prayer. God, thank you so much that you are moving in our lives in this time, and that you always have been, and that you always will be. Thank you that you are our friends, and I just pray for our friend Joe, God, that you would bless the work that he is doing, God. And even if he doesn't see what he is doing, God, I pray that I pray that you would just trust in you, and that you would guide him, and um, just bless the students that he's working with, God. Um, and it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray, God. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Joe.
We appreciate you thanks, and all man. you're doing in ministry, man, and for joining us here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. For all of you, we will see you next time on part of the Grand Design. 